We have Oklahoma State basketball tonight here on the Blitz. 7 o'clock pregame, 8 o'clock tip from Lawrence, Kansas. Oklahoma State facing the Kansas Jayhawks. John Holcomb will also join us at 5 o'clock from Fog Allen Fieldhouse and give us a breakdown of what we can expect this evening. I'm Colby Daniels along with Jeremy Poplin and Scott File on the other side of the glass in the Tulsa Oilers Hockey Studio. Gentlemen, we have a college football schedule to discuss. For the Oklahoma State Cowboys, it gets started on August 31st against South Dakota State, and we wrap it up on November 29th, a Friday night matchup in Boulder, Colorado. Thoughts on the Oklahoma State schedule? So my initial thought when the schedule came out, uh, there were there were two things that I was looking for. I was interested, as we had talked about, over the last week or so when we found out that this bad boy was going to drop when it did, I was intrigued to see what they're going to do in terms of weeknight games because that is where the sport is going. And we made reference to the Deion Sanders video that he had last year when Colorado was still in the Pac-12 complaining about a weeknight game. And I think we all laughed about it at the time because we said, Prime, you've got to understand that even the conference that you're going into is not the Big Ten and it's not the SEC. And these networks that are paying money for this, there is more need than ever for inventory. And they're going to spread as many games across different days to try to maximize this, the TV networks are, as possible. And I was wondering what all of this would look like in totality from the Big 12. How many weeknight games are they going to have? So the first thing that stood out to me when I saw the schedule was, all right, let's start going through this for Oklahoma State. And the first one was Colorado, which is on Black Friday. Like, that's, that's nice, man. That's nice to close out the season with going to Colorado in terms of like, no one knows how good that Colorado is going to be by any means. And if anyone thinks they have an idea, I think that's incredibly foolish right now on January 30th. But just in terms of the potential for eyeballs and having a marquee game on Black Friday, I think the Big 12 is really smart to try to add Deion Sanders into any type of coverage that they have for what is trying to be a marquee game now for college football in general. So what you do, you add maybe one of the most visible individuals that exists in college football. And it kind of shows you a little bit about at least what the big 12 thinks about the Oklahoma state brand and matching them up against Dion in a game like that. So that's one. And then the, the second one is one that is not confirmed right now, but it goes to October to where you could have a Friday night game on the 18th, or that game could stick to a Saturday on the 19th, it's kind of up in the air right now of which one that is going to fall on. So Oklahoma State, when it's all said and done, included in their buys, one guaranteed Friday game and then one potential Friday game in October. And then the second thing I was looking for is the teams that they will clump up in particular months. And my goodness, did Oklahoma State get dealt an absolute doozy on the 21st to open up conference play 
where you've got, you have Utah coming into Boone Pickens, then you go on the road to Kansas State, and then that first weekend in October, you have West Virginia coming in before you have a bye. That three-game stretch to start conference play is one that should give you a little bit of pause right now in January when you look at that and go, well, they really do us any favors at all to open up conference play outside of at least two of the three being at home for the first three games of conference play. I thought it was interesting that uh, you get four of six at home before a bye, right? Yes. And then you have three of four on the road before another bye. Uh Uh-huh. And obviously the bye has been, you know, a topic of conversation given uh, the last couple of seasons and where it's been positioned and the gauntlet that you have to run. But uh, I think that it's spread out nicely. I love the Colorado game at the end of the year on a Friday, as you mentioned. And I think just just overall, I I think it it has pretty good balance. I think uh, I I don't mind the balance at all, except for maybe that early stretch. I have no idea again about Colorado. I do like the fact that everyone has two buys now. It's not as overwhelming as what potentially that it that it could be. But yeah, the balance is is nice. I wouldn't go completely overboard with saying the balance is nice. Uh, but there's a stretch there as well where they're not they're not at home. So you've got the bye that is what the twelfth of October. They're away from BPS the next week with BYU, whether it's a Friday or Saturday. They're away at Baylor the following week. You do get Arizona State that's sandwiched in there, but then you've got TCU on the road and then another bye. So you've got only one game at home basically from the 12th of October all the way through, what, the 16th of of November. Like a full month where you've only got one game that's in there. I don't necessarily like that just for the home fans. But balance overall, as far as what we project the teams to be, yeah, it's okay. Ultimately, I, I think the toughest stretch, or the at least maybe it's not even stretch, back-to-back situation with Utah and at Kansas State in September, which I think sets up perfectly for Tulsa, right? Yes. Tulsa hosting Oklahoma State the week before they have Utah and then Kansas State. I mean, for Tulsa, that's the best-case scenario. Uh, Yes. Yes, I agree with that for sure. Sandwiched in there perfectly. But, yeah, the October stretch on the road at BYU, at Baylor, at TCU, I don't think the expectation is that any of those are going to be, you know, giant killers necessarily not that you can't lose any of them but that would be a much tougher stretch if we were talking about i think teams that are predicted to be tougher teams in the conference next season yes i'm i'm with you scott what do you feel so about that's it? why i say i think it has good balance i i think the buys are kind of in a nice place you know the last couple of years osu's kind of dealt with that issue where they've had buy games uh, their bye weeks so early in the season. He saw this two years ago when the team was just so beat up and worn down. So I, you I like six the, games in like halfway through. Yeah, before I like you get the first bye. The bye weeks this 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 week or this season. Uh, I agree with you. I think that first 
you know, six, seven games when you include the non-conference schedule. I mean, I think that's a tough stretch in there. I mean, you're facing a national champ, although they're losing a lot. You're facing an SEC team. You're facing a, an improved TU team. And then, of course, like as you mentioned, you start with Utah. Thankfully, that game's at home. And then you go to Manhattan, which is always a tough place to play. So that's a, that's a tough stretch to start the season. But I like where the bye weeks are. I mean, you get halfway through before you get a bye. This is being nitpicky at this. And you do have to you know, schedule them across and try to make everyone at least as, as happy as possible. Uh, that same week that Oklahoma State has their first bye is TCU, Texas Tech, Kansas, and Houston, along with uh, Baylor. All those teams have a bye that week. I, I don't know if I would want to wait all the way till six. If we could maybe move that one into after maybe like four games and kind of separate it a little bit. But like I said, that's being incredibly nitpicky. Anything else? Yeah, and look, I think within the season, part of it just depends on on – you know what's happening with your team like if you if you if you find some momentum you know early you may not want an early bye week you might want to be able to just let it ride right and continue yes. the positive momentum and there are other seasons where things like last year look like a complete train wreck and you need that bye week early to you know somewhat get things back in order isn't that's what makes breaking down schedules in january incredibly complicated just because of, and now more than ever before, of the great unknown. You just, you have no idea what what's going to end up happening with yeah. the majority of these teams. Can anyone tell you for sure, is, is Baylor going to bounce back? I mean, th- this is kind of a last go-round for Aranda if he doesn't make it happen. We've seen that fall off of a cliff before. I, yeah, I just, I, I don't know. The Baylor team that's on paper right now could change after spring. Yeah, that's the other thing. We haven't even gone through the other portal season yet so far. How I like, about the I like the your line of thinking though with Tulsa. Game. Like sandwiched in between Arkansas and Utah right there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, well, and Kansas, you know, another trip to Kansas State, which is never an easy place to go win. Yeah, I think Tulsa's in a great spot to uh, maybe get them at the perfect time. And, and maybe somewhat be overlooked and, and fly under the radar to a degree. So I, I was pairing Oklahoma State's schedule with Oklahoma to just to see kind of between the two schools how, how some of these things land. All right. Okay, so we have first conference games for both on September 21st, Oklahoma State hosting Utah. Mm-hmm. And Oklahoma hosting Tennessee. Okay. That's going to be a pretty cool day. That's right? a Both very cool week. At home against new conference opponents on September 21st. The next week, they both go on the road. Oklahoma State at Kansas State. And Oklahoma's at Auburn. That'll be a fun little weekend for the pair. Then you have a bye for Oklahoma. And Oklahoma State will be hosting West Virginia that week. The following week, Oklahoma State has a bye, and Oklahoma is playing Texas. So the OU-Texas rivalry will be on an Oklahoma State off week, which I think for people that obviously pay attention to both is probably a good thing. If nothing else, I, I argued last year, put the Friday night Oklahoma State matchup on that Friday like they did last year. I thought that was a, a really cool setup. Mm-hmm. 
to have them separated from OU Texas on on Saturday. Uh, Further down, I think you get to the November 16th weekend, and both have a bye the same week. Okay. Before they wrap things up with two games to close out the regular season. And then the final weekend stood out to me. You have, obviously, on, on Black Friday, Oklahoma State at Colorado, and the next day Oklahoma is at LSU. That could be, depending on how good that Colorado is and viewership fell off the cliff, as we, boy, did we hype ourselves some Dion last year on early college football games. But that could be a weekend that you see a full-on flex of what the at least ability is for eyeballs across the country to you know, give networks a potential nice little bump. Yeah. Colorado, Oklahoma State on a, on a Friday night's nice. And then Oklahoma, LSU, that's just a given. And if Colorado's anything like they were this year, anything like they were, yeah. getting them at the end is probably a way better scenario. Yeah, there's no doubt, man. There's no doubt. Dion could be yeah, a, the first. Uh, he he could be like so far down the list by that time. I mean, hell, if the things go the way they did towards the end of last year, <laughs> would anyone be surprised if Dion's not looking to pull the ripcord for whatever his next greatest adventure is? If things don't <laughs> just turn south immediately in year two again? I mean, just based on what they did in the portal. It has to be significantly better than it was this year, right? Yeah, they. You're probably just right. based off that. I mean, the, just the upgrade in bodies on the line of scrimmage. It has to be significantly better, just in that one specific area, which was such an eyesore for them. But yeah, I mean, is that does that mean that that, that they're just going to be a better team overall? I mean, they, they might offer more resistance but you know you could get the same results or who knows and and you know obviously just because you're able to to put some better players out there in the starting lineup doesn't necessarily mean that you're able to replace those guys if they get hurt but yeah i i like it for oklahoma state i think it's uh i think it's solid i don't think it's a cakewalk necessarily but as i mentioned earlier i think it it has pretty good balance overall has anyone gone through I, – I, I've been in the production room virtually all day trying to knock some stuff out. I haven't read much discourse over who thinks that a certain team got an easier schedule than anyone else. Has there been any of that that you guys have seen so far? I did see 24-7 put something out that I think said that Utah maybe had the easiest of all the Big 12 schedules, which – Utah, I don't know if you guys are aware of this, they have Baylor on their schedule, mm-hmm. which was which was on the schedule before they became a member of the Big 12. So it's not a Big 12 conference game. They're going to play each other, but it's not it doesn't count for a conference game. So Utah essentially has 10 Big 12 opponents on their <laughs> schedule. And they also have Oklahoma State and Arizona, which I'm guessing at this point in time, if you were to put together some sort of preseason poll, in some order, it's going to be Utah, Arizona, and Oklahoma State, right? Yeah. 
in some order. So Utah having both of those opponents as well, I thought uh, was interesting. There might not be a more difficult like two-game stretch in in conference other than what Utah plays to where they open up conference play at Oklahoma State, then come back home the next week and play Arizona. I mean, right, the, you're you're yeah. playing the two yeah. the two other teams that most of us think are going to be contenders in this conference in the early stages back to back. That's that's a little rough. Arizona has let's see, they're at Kansas State, at Utah. They've got Colorado at home. And then, yeah, their final stretch is Houston at TCU, Arizona State. I mean, a rivalry game, but Arizona's doesn't look too bad. Overly difficult. Utah does get BYU at home. Well, there you go. And then Kansas today announced that because of renovations, they're not doing anything at their stadium this year. It's all split between Arrowhead and uh, Children's Mercy, which is where Sporting KC plays. Oh, wow. MLS facility there in Kansas City. That's in the final year of Jalen Daniels. Yes, they're going to be playing That's away from their stadium. But, you know, they're pouring $400 million into the stadium yeah. that they have. Listen to uh, Colorado's is pretty pretty rough. So they've got they start with North Dakota State, which isn't a guarantee, right? Nope. At Nebraska. At Colorado State, so rivalry game. Baylor at UCF, you know that is what it is. And then you have at Kansas State, at Arizona, or excuse me, Kansas State in Boulder, at Arizona, Cincinnati. At Lubbock, Utah, at Kansas, and Oklahoma State. That has to be the toughest schedule in the conference by a mile. Didn't seem like they'd do them any favors at all coming off of a questionable year, even though better than the previous year. So at least their arrow's pointing up by the time they get done to the end of the season. Gosh. I mean, your last seven... I mean, we just Utah, Oklahoma State, and Arizona are probably your top three in some order. I might argue Kansas and Kansas State could be next. Right? So you have all five of those teams in your final seven games plus a trip to Lubbock. And then you've got Cincinnati as game number seven in the final seven games. That's brutal good night and good luck it is schedule season don't we love do we do we have to like pick record now no is that like not, the obligation we're that not, we have to, we're not doing that right now i saw some people already paper, doing that oklahoma state fans have loss. been all over the place like i see five losses another one's like i see one loss the other one's like <laughs> oh we're, we're clearly going undefeated it is well, everywhere yeah, they're not losing a game on that schedule. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. 12 and 0, baby. Uh, Utah and at Kansas it. State might beg to differ. Yeah. All right, let's take a timeout. We have Tulsa basketball coach Eric Conkle coming up next. The Big O will join us in the 4 o'clock hour. We will have a snack in the 4 o'clock hour. And John Holcomb 
joins us at 5 o'clock as we get ready for Oklahoma State at Kansas, pregame at 7, tip at 8, right here on your home for Cowboy Hoops in Tulsa, the Blitz 1170.